It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I'm Scott Soshner. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the Caitlin Clark Show Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. little music with that this is the kid like you know we need <laughs> the big van dyke show yeah we need a little little something and as i was saying hello uh, you know it just occurred to me i never ever change it up really it, and it reminds me do you watch um cbs or any what are your morning shows do you watch a sunday or a, a morning I, news I show don't. or anything? i've watched meet the press occasionally but at the start of cbs all right like gail king does it's your world in 90 seconds and I, I'm like, I said to myself, she never changes that up. It's the same intonation. It's And by the way, I like the little segment, but it's the same every day. And I realize I do it too. So for the next time, I'm going to change it up next time. I don't know what we, I'm going to do, but nothing fancy. We can change big. it up so you do the intro. How about that? How about, no. oh, I'm Evan Novi Williams. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can do Kay, that. Kay, Caitlin Clark needs a nickname, by the way. I'm thinking about on the fly here what, what I was going to use. She, I don't think she has, Does she have one? I don't Not think that she has I'm aware of. Why yeah. does she need a nickname? Because everybody, no, everybody who reaches that level of, of stardom and popularity and crossover celebrity uh, has a nickname, right? What what's like like, it, like nobody calls LeBron James the king? It's like it's oh, LeBron, but, but that but that was his nickname, King James, Greek Freak. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like now, I'm thinking. Let's now. I got. Andrew think. Wiggins had Maple Jordan. Yeah, I think. It, like I think you need. Connor McDavid has no nickname. It's just McDavid. That's or true. Mc, actually, it's actually yeah. McJesus. No, McJesus. McJesus. Yeah, yeah we can do yeah. McJesus. All right, give me Austin Matthews. God, I'm going to go down the list. Um, Brock yeah, Purdy is just Brock no, Purdy. Austin what, Matthews has, has big. What's Mahomes? What's yeah. Mahomes? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, uh, we may have gotten it right there. Easy, easy. Either way, either way. I but say, you say Caitlin. I, 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 I know say who you're talking Caitlin, about. Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, Clark needs a nickname. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know if she needs nicknames or if she just. It, it's needs, working for her to, yeah, <laughs> to be very clear. Yeah. What, what, whatever, whatever. Although, like, let's use Caitlin Clark as a great example uh, for what we want to start, start out with is you know LSU and the docu series on NIL. I mean. I'm wondering what would Caitlin Clark get if somebody really wanted to focus a series just on her and went through the school because Daniel Lippett did a great job, got a hold of the contract of this docuseries with LSU. The school is going to be paid a million dollars just for its cooperation Uh, and the athletes themselves. And we all know that's Angel Reese and Livy Dunn. Those are two high profile athletes at LSU. They will also become uh, um, compensated based on sort of how much they they do with the show and you know that ain't going to be a little number yeah let's let's talk about lsu and then let's go back to caitlin clark after that yeah, yeah this is a it's a, it's a fascinating the the contract that he that he got is a really interesting look at at, at all the the power dynamics now in play at in in college sports the and, and it meshes with this other 
trend that we've seen so much of, right? Which is these behind the scenes documentaries and, 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 and a different kind of unscripted, but, but not live games look at famous players and, 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 and big time sports. Uh, as, as you said, LSU is getting a million dollars for this. It's a drop in the bucket. The, the athletic department, according to our database last year, $192 million in revenue. I'm sure they'll pass the 200 mark, uh, in fiscal 2023. Um, that number is not huge for them. And, and the Brian Kelly, the football coach, is not being paid at all for his for his participation. Yeah, that was it. Look, he, for, none of none of the coaches that will none be of them are, are going to get paid, which I find Brian Kelly is paid quite well. Yeah. But I would bet that when all the dust settles, the the people who are getting the most money in the aggregate in this thing are going to be the athletes. See, now this right? is they where Evan, Evan, like this. Yeah, I, I I know you're tired. I know, but when you say when all the dust settles, I, it would it would have been so much better. <laughs> If you had just said when all the the gymnastics gymnastics chalk settles, oh god, right? I mean, cause <laughs> sorry all, for nothing. <laughs> think about this. I mean, we all know this is a two at like you can talk all you want. Like, name one men's basketball player at LSU. One, right it's now, not Stanley Robertson. It's not Shaq. Yes, right yeah, now. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Name yeah. a. I mean, give me a football player at LSU. Who do you got? Um, I got... Who do you got? Who do you got? Um, LSU football. You're telling me about... Yeah. Keyshawn Boutte, is he still there? I, I have no... Like, I, I have a, I just like the name. It sounded I, like... It, but neighbors, by the way... Malik I would, Neighbors. I got one. If you say so. I don't, you could have yeah, made something one. up and I'd be like... No, no, no but that's I, not made You up. said Boutte. I'm going to go Neon Boudreau. Do you know that reference? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know the Neon... No. This is where there's a whole bunch of people right now going, come... They're root... Our listeners root for you because we we encounter them and they're like, stop picking on Evan. Yeah, Neon Boudreaux. Uh, okay, I know the movie. I just looked it up. Yes, I, I love the movie Blue Chips. By the okay, way, okay, but you know why I'm bringing it up? Because uh, uh, it's LSU, Shaq. Shaq, yeah, because yeah. Shaq also. Yeah. I mean, we, we'll get there in a minute. Of but you, you know, we all know this is going to really focus on Angel Reese and and Livy Dunn. Like the, and, and, these and are the stars it, of the show. And to me, it just, it just again underlines how how uneven this economy was three or four years ago, right? If this company, if these companies wanted to make this documentary about LSU athletics in 2019, there would have been no avenue at all to, to compensate players in this capacity. And as we're saying, they're, they're the central piece of the documentary and are probably going to share in the most of the economics when all is said and done uh, about making it. Uh, it just shows that in even, and I'm not going to call this a free market because it is certainly not, but even in a somewhat open market, the money is finding its way to the athletes over all of the other shareholders that, 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 that have made the money in the past. And I think that is definitely worth pointing out. I thought we could use the word quasi there. You know, I always like to throw in a quasi whenever, <laughs> whenever I can. But I mean, Sha- Shaq is part of it. Like one of his companies, Jersey Legends, yeah. is what part co- of the co-producer. What are we? They co-producer yeah, on co-producer. this his, his company. And I think while they were looking around, do we want to do this? Having an alum who has an interest in the school, uh, certainly, and even the school said this that you know made, made it easier to move forward this with the project. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the, the, there's a there's also a tremendous amount of LSU marketing that they're going to get out of this, right? I, sure. I cannot imagine it's a big commercial. I could be wrong. I cannot imagine there's anything bad about LSU that is going to come through in this documentary. Uh, and as a result, yeah, there, there's an argument for LSU's getting a million dollars. Again, it's not much, but there's an argument for this just, just being the, the benefit that LSU gets. I wrote this story a couple of years ago about the, the Clemson Disney movie, the one yeah. about the, 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 the defensive back who, who his, kid, his kid brother came to live with him because there was no parent for, for the kid brother. And they, they turned it into a Disney, not, not Clemson, but someone turned 
turned it into a Disney movie. And Clemson wasn't paid at all, even though they they allowed the, the film committee to use, group to use the the stadium for filming. They used the marks and the they logos. They knew the benefits the would come. They obviously understood that the thing is essentially a ninety minute commercial for how much Clemson fought for this kid in the face of of the NCAA kind of struggling with the idea that he was going to be either adopting or taking in his kid brother while he was playing football. Uh, so so LSU in some ways you I think you could argue maybe doesn't deserve to get paid and, and you can make this argument for players to a degree as well it's going to make Angel Reese and, and Livy Dunn I'm sure look good and add to their profile as well but the real winner here not financially is is Clemson and the Tigers athletic program now I would say however looking at what happened with Michael Orr um, you have to wonder if there is the risk of being blindsided <laughs> with one of these. See, I uh, see what you did there. Yeah. I, I'm glad you did. I hope our listeners did as well. I, I will once again, for fun, just say the word quasi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so let's, let's go back to Caitlin Clark for a second, Scott. Yeah, we're we're recording this on Wednesday. Pod's dropping on, on, on Thursday. Barring something insanely unforeseen, Caitlin Clark is going to break the NCAA scoring record, yep. most likely in like the first quarter of, of their home game. First on, quarter, on first three minutes. Night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, the, she's been the best player, one of the best players in college basketball for a few years now but the but the commercial buzz around Caitlin Clark right now is it's astounding from 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 betting from the ticket market in in places where she go just played at Nebraska they had their first sellout game ever in that facility they played at Maryland for a sellout game for Maryland she's selling out setting records in in, in road arenas the the tickets at, at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa yep. Iowa City are going crazy I was talking to a buddy who the, works in sports his son goes to Indiana and I guess they're okay. playing in Indiana you know as, as, as you know yeah. and and he said his son, who has not been to a single women's college basketball game, is like w- doing anything for tickets because they want to see the Caitlin totally. show. One point eight million people average watched the 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 game on, on Super Bowl on, Sunday. On, on Super Bowl Sunday, most watched women's basketball game ever on on Fox. Um, there's there's Caitlin Cams now following her around. This is going to build. She's going to break the record. They will get a bump there. This is going to build through women's March Madness this year and. Scott, we can discuss it because I think it's a fascinating business story. She's sitting on a choice right now whether she wants to go back to school yep. or if she wants to go to the WNBA, the Indiana Fever in the Midwest, have, have the number one pick. I cannot imagine they wouldn't take her if she was around. But tying back into the NIL <laughs> you conversation. imagine with the number one pick in the WNBA <laughs> draft, Someone the Indiana else. <laughs> Fever selects somebody else's name. The I, team I, that oh is number God. two, you just oh see them high-fiving God. in the conference room or whatever. Aye, aye, um, aye, aye, aye. But yeah, I, I think there is a, I, there's at least an argument to be made, and I, and I think we should probably storify this in some form at Sportico, but the calculus between the, you can argue, I think, very easily that, that what she's doing at Iowa right now is a bigger platform than she will have in the w, WNBA next year yep. from a viewership standpoint, from all the things that we're talking about. The NIL money, she's doing quite well. She's repped by XL, which is Peyton Manning's agency, Tiger Woods, Tiger a, whole, Woods. a whole laundry yep. list of others. She's doing well in that department. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a really interesting question that you don't see often on the men's side about how, how – not just the money side, but, but how big is your impact as a professional athlete versus the impact you're having as a, as a very phenomenal college athlete. And uh, she's going to have to make that choice, and it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see where she nets out. Doesn't Caitlin have a deal with Omaha? Peyton, you know, Peyton Manning's Omaha yeah, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, like, she's you can see how it all. Oh, are there, we triangulating yeah. right now? I think we may be. Are we triangulating right now? Peyton Excel, 
Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin Clark XL, Peyton Omaha. Caitlin they just Omaha. played in Nebraska. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Somehow we the only thing we couldn't bring in was Warren Buffett. Like I guarantee you Warren Buffett has met with Caitlin Clark and somehow she's would not would not she, shock me. Yeah, somehow she's a uh, she's a Berkshire Hathaway shareholder. Um uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just um, I don't I don't know how to quantify like what she can earn as a college athlete versus. I mean, you can't just look at like okay, she gets paid a salary in the WNBA, and um, you said from a, pro- a promotional platform, you'd have to argue that the college game in Iowa, what she's doing right now, will give her way more national TV appearances. Um, but if I'm Kathy Engelbert and I'm at the WNBA. What's my best argument to tell Caitlin Clark? Like, or is it you don't make an argument? You're like, all right, we wait a year, we wait a year, just let the legend grow. You know, let let it become Jordan-esque, uh, and and just let it grow in the college game. And I mean, they have a ready-made star. That is one of the big deals about making kids go to college, even for one year. That David Stern used to point to, like the value to the NBA, that they didn't have to do anything to market sure. these players. Like, you go to high school. I mean, Kobe was a little bit different, but. Once you play one year of college basketball, especially if you're a megastar and you qualify for the NCAA tournament, I will give you the perfect example in Carmelo Anthony, wins Mm -hmm. the national championship as a freshman at Syracuse, comes into the NBA as a big name, household name. NBA didn't have to spend a nickel on marketing Carmelo Anthony. It's the exact same with Caitlin Clark now in the WNBA. People will want to see her. Do do you think that there's 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 a lot more tension on rightfully so on women's college basketball and women's sports now? There's more investment going into it, networks, media. The, I said women's March Madness coming up because for one of the first times the the women's tournament is allowed to use March Madness. There's a lot more infrastructure and investment and eyeballs around women's basketball. Caitlin Clark is obviously tremendously talented. I'm not taking anything away from that. Um, how much of what the, the 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 kind of the hysteria we're seeing around her do you think is a product of the 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 changing viewpoints and investment in women's basketball, and or do you think this would have been exactly the same if if she had been five years younger and was a star at Iowa in in, in 2018? Don't believe you can look at anything in a vacuum. Like yeah. the, the the atmosphere surrounding women's sports, and the important thing, what what if advocates for women's sports at all the time uh you'd you'd hear some crow magnon say nobody watches nobody watches women's sports yeah okay are we comparing apples to apples is the championship game on an over-the-air network in prime time or was it on a cable network at 9 p.m like you'd never have that but all of a sudden you're starting to see uh the even comparison on a real you know a broadcast network or an espn on the mothership at a, at a primetime time or at the same time, and you're seeing audiences for the women's game explode. So, I, I mean, what which led to what? Not sure. Is it Caitlin's talent leading to people wanting to see it more so they put it on? Or was there a desire, you know what, let's even the playing field and see what we got here. Let's yeah. really see if this, if increased marketing, increased expenditure really does result in the numbers growing. And I would say it's more towards that way. That you had to get it on an even playing field for the for this explosion to happen, and then all of a sudden, an uber talented player like Angel Reese, like Caitlin Clark, they can become. Let them show the personality, let them show their skill on the on the same plane, and you and you get megastars. Agreed, agreed. So let's transition to stay in college is sports. A big piece of media news in college sports, according to the Athletic, the college football playoff nearing a six year extension with ESPN and only ESPN. billion, $1.3 billion per year. Again, this is the expanded college football playoff. 
there's been a lot of talk, Scott, over the past few years about whether ESPN, which is a, as you know, a dominant force in 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 postseason college. Say it football. again. I, I tee you up every time because you were the first years ago. You were the first to write for people who don't understand. ESPN is not just a broadcaster. They really do control this ecosystem. One last time, though, V. Williams, explain to the world the role that ESPN yeah, plays in e- selling e- sponsorships, et cetera. You nailed it there. Not only are they broadcasting the vast majority of games, including all of the, the biggest ones at the end of the year, but they are selling commercial sponsorships for many of the big bowl games, all of those commercial rights, the naming rights for the bowls, like the Tostitos Bowl, the to- Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. That's a deal that ESPN brokers. They, there's so much more that they're doing production-wise, corporate sales-wise, TV-wise, a lot more than people understand. And I think as it is in any industry, that makes some people in that world nervous, right? A little bit. The, the ESPN and Disney have, have had some well-documented struggles financially. There's been questions about whether it was better for college football to have two groups that are competing against each other for production and technology and investment in talent, et cetera, if that would be better. Uh, and in the end, at least right now, it looks like college football playoff is going to stay as it expands to 12 game, or twelve teams. It is going to stay a... Uh, ESPN-only platform. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket, Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and I think that's interesting. Another one, I, a stat I saw on, on Twitter, and I forget who, who, who tweeted it, but I think it's interesting. If you tease this out per game, ESPN under this extension would be paying about $118 million per playoff game. Uh, moving forward, the NFL Amazon deal, according to John Arand and Puck, uh, it was $125 million for that one streaming exclusive NFL playoff game. So pretty comparable there, 118 to 125 in terms of the value of each college football playoff game under the new system to ESPN and the value of, to Amazon, an exclusive NFL playoff game uh, as well. Well, have you heard the adage in SEC country, they say there's only two seasons? Do you know what the two seasons are? <laughs> football season and football offseason? <laughs> there's football season and there's spring football season. Spring football season. <laughs> that's that's, that's exactly it. And this is why. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you talk about the aggregation of eyeballs, uh, don't, you, can't, you don't look at the college 
space as sort of one game, right? You, you look at this, this combination of windows and how many people watch and how much uh, sponsorship goes into it. And obviously the eyeballs are there. It's a premier property. It is, there's the NFL professional football. And then, I mean, what are we calling it now? Is it, do, do I get to use the quasi? you know, qualifier again? Is this junior professional football? What, what, are, what are we I talking about call college it professional. football now? I think right? just, just call it professional. If, yeah. you're lo- if you're looking at it from the metrics and all, all, of the, all of the data points that you would qualify professional the NFL on, sponsorship, media, it's, it certainly belongs on that same plane. Yeah, and, 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 and we're seeing the dollar figures obviously to match that. The, the yeah. last deal, the ESPN college football playoff deal that's currently underway – uh, was signed way back when the college football playoff started, Scott. It was more than a decade ago. And college football was a obviously a big deal back then, but I, I don't think it had reached the kind of cemented status of the second or, or, or maybe third most valuable sport on U.S. television. Uh, Man, if, so if you looked at it we're, as we're a seeing collection, big jumps there as well. Yeah, I think people but back in the day, even if you looked at it as a collection, people were looking at this as the, sort of like the number two property to have. Yeah. And, 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 and again, the, the NCAA, which argued for so long that if athletes got paid in any way, it would diminish the value of college sports or the fan fervor for it. All the numbers that we see, athletic department specific that we're collecting right now for media rights, for, the, for, the, for top tier conferences and the college football playoff, everything indicates that college sports has never been more popular or more valuable commercially. And it was also going to ruin women's sports, remember, which asks, you know, which begs the question, Oops. with all of the money <laughs> sloshing around, you know, when do the professional money makers come in? You know, we, we have FSU Soon. utilizing yeah. <laughs> JP Soon. Morgan to, to bring in some private equity to to uh, uh, to accelerate their departure from the ACC, where they can go really get some more money in one of the biggies, the Big Ten of the SEC. Um, you and I would not be surprised if, in uh, the very near future, the uh, the conversations between some private equity firms and the conferences yield some sort of tangible result you know we'll, we'll we'll stay on that but by the way are you wearing an intuit dome shirt i am wearing you got, you, you wear, it's, it's a very it's yeah, a very it's comfortable a... <laughs> fabric i think i have that one it's, yeah it's, it's a very comfortable is, fabric we got this from the clippers when i when i was out there um i guess for the super bowl in la right we swung over just down the street to see where the the early construction had been on the intuit yep. dome um this was sitting hats. in my, my parents closet and I, I was down there this weekend so i ended up pulling it out uh, yeah it's a great it's a great sweatshirt i i only bring it up because the intuit dome was awarded an nba all-star game in mm. the near future yep. uh and we do have an nba all-star game coming good up transition Scott, thank very you very transition. much you didn't see the obvious that wasn't obvious you had to work a little bit but <laughs> but i got you there uh the the basketball world uh um, will be bringing or bringing itself to Indianapolis, um, home of lots of basketball, Hoosiers and the like. Um, I, I love, you know me, I love the Technology Summit. Kudos to David Stern yeah. for starting the Tech Summit, Adam Silver for continuing it. It is one of the best gatherings of the year where the NBA and a lot of its partners uh, bring their high-level executives. And I believe, was it last year in, in Salt Lake City where we saw the, the Shaq um, 3D hologram, and yeah. it's just cutting-edge stuff. Uh, and you got to remember, I believe it last year's. I'm not going to say who it was, but one of the owners said, sports leagues have got to really now 
uh, add to their line items for research and development. You've got to add to R&D. The NBA has a, like a technology group here. Uh, they spend tons on R&D. Block, it's an investment you have committee. to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, I mean, you just have to invest in this stuff uh, to understand and to present the game in a way that the future fan wants it. The NBA, I think, of all the leagues, I think you would probably agree, has done the best job in that regard, I think, trying things. And, and the, the All-Star game is a perfect example of it. Every year, it seems like there's at least one piece of interesting, far away futuristic technology that Adam Silver, like David Stern did before him, will get on stage and talk about. And some of them uh, hit and some of them are, are, are really big and innovative and, and you see the impact and other ones don't. We've had in the past few years the, 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 the AR experience where you can put yourself into a game and watch it that way as an avatar. We saw the changing jersey that was, could, could change from away to home or, or, or player's name on the back, depending on what it was. There's been a lot of VR stuff. This year we're going to see, not for the game itself, but for the skills competition, the LED court the court with the glass on top where they can change and, and, and put different designs underneath it. It would not shock me if there was an NBA game on it's that sort court sort of like the small screen experience, but literally on the court, stats, social, exactly. everything. on. It's like watching your other screens while the game is in there while stepping on it on the court. If I were a betting man, there would be a, a, a LED ball or something like that at some point yeah. soon. Just it's the one part of the game they haven't really iterated on yet. And and and, and, and some of these things, again, are, are successful and some aren't. And, and when they're successful, they also don't need to be successful for that long doesn't have to the, be a commercial venture the, right away either the, you're just sort of the, testing things out exactly and the, the nba top shot i think is a very good example of it was the the fervor was short-lived but only one league in the u.s got to capture it right yeah. by the time the nfl tried to get involved by the time mls and all the other leagues that cut their own deals either with dapper or somebody else by the time they got into it the the, the moment had essentially passed we'll see if it comes back but the NBA actually did for that for that maybe six months where Top Shot was incredibly hot, see and reap the benefits of that product. Um, so again, it doesn't need to change the game forever. But when things get hot, if you are at least semi-prepared for it, or if you've played around with it to start, you at least get that first mover benefit. I think I think Top Shot is a really easy example of that. Well, speaking of things getting hot, have you ever tried the VR in sort of the athletic training? Did you have you done any of that? I haven't, no. None of the, like, baseball pitching and stuff like that. All right, well, I I did uh, the Sense Arena uh, NHL goalies just for fun. You know, whatever. I was was there. They're like, you want to try this? I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, I can't tell you how cool it was. I Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're putting on the equipment. You're holding things. One time (laughs) I felt really bad. I went to make a blocker save, and I literally threw the controller I, I was like, oh, my God, did I just break the whole system? I'm so sorry. Like, don't worry. It happens all the time. But the funniest part is uh, I'm sweating. Uh, my legs are weak. I'm spent. You know, I, yeah. I'm not you. I'm not an ultra marathoner. I'm totally spent. So when we finish up and I'm looking at the stats and everything, I was like, so how long I go? 15 minutes? They were like, four. <laughs> I was like, that was, that was, but you're tracking the puck. So you're going left and right. You're moving, like just pushing up, down. I'm like, that was four minutes. I'm exhausted. So (laughs) anyway, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that means nothing, but what the heck? I thought I'd bring it up. Um, But uh, NBA All-Star, I I love the idea that we're going to see Steph Curry going straight up against Sabrina Ionescu in a three-point shooting contest. This is the kind of stuff that you have to change. You have to make it interesting. I think these things get stale pretty quickly. 
Like even immediately, even dunk contest stuff, you know, you got to figure out how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it interesting? I love the idea that, you know, Sabrina had that moment where she buried whatever in, in, you know, whatever competition she was, was that the WNBA All-Star? I'm not sure, but she just buried like almost every shot. And then Steph commented on it and then that blew up. So why not put them head to head? Great idea. Yeah, and, and to illustrate your point about how stale things can get, I bet they won't do this exact format next year because right. it will feel stale after having done it done it once. I had an idea, uh, it kind of shocked me, thinking about the, the NHL All-Star game, which we discussed a few weeks ago, how successful that um, skills competition was with the with a, a smaller concentration of the best players in the world with a, with a big prize at the end. I wonder what the number, and give me your thoughts, what the number would need to be, what Kia would need to put up mm. for the dunk contest. Right. To make it so that the biggest stars, the best dunkers in the in the league would want to participate. What gets Zion Williamson, LeBron James, and 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo to 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 because they obviously don't want to do it right now or not willing to under the current format. And I'm what not sure. But by the way, the I'm not sure their teams want them to do it. And, and maybe that maybe it's maybe it's impossible, but. I do believe there is there is a money that someone a sponsor can probably dangle oh, that would sure. get that back get, get the all star they get the slam dunk contest back to seeing some of the most famous and popular players in the league dunking. Yeah, and you that want feels Jordan like going against it. Dominique Wilkins going against. 100%. Yeah, you want you want Sean Kemp. You want the best of the best, big names, big dunkers in there doing their thing. I got. Ha- it. Have, have you looked at the roster now? The the the, the McClung, dunk contest players. McClung. For, yeah, one of the guys, McClung, is not even <laughs> really on an NBA roster, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. and, and and the other ones participating. I'm going to pull up the list right here. It it is not a. I know obviously Jalen Brown is is um is a star. Jacob Toppin, who I I, I thought was Obi talking, Toppin. Yeah, they were turns out it's Obi Toppin's that. brother. Yeah, he's yeah, he's probably not even the most famous Toppin. Um, and Jaime Jaquez, who was a good player in college at Am UCLA. I, I'm not an NBA fan, but. Yeah, we're, we're Mac McClung, Jacob Toppin, and Jaime Jaquez, uh alongside Jalen Brown headlining the All Star game is not the is not the ideal setup for that event. And I do think that with the right, at least some kind of big seven figure number behind it, that you could get some of these stars back to the table. Now, do you want the money to go to the stars, or do you think to the charity of their choice? Like if you did it, like hey, LeBron, your promise school gets ten mil. Like winner gets the tar- charity of their choice, or you think they want it in their pocket? I think. Or a component of both, maybe a little I, I bit of both. I think you need it in their pocket. So you're saying it's got to go to them. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if being able to compete for $5 million that goes to the charity of your choice is enough to get – I mean, maybe I'm good. wrong. I could be wrong. But, yeah, I think it, I think it needs to be more, more direct um, because the, these guys are getting paid so much. If you look at the salary of NBA players relative to the pay of the All-Star game – of the slam dunk contest, there was a time when the slam dunk contest was – I'm not going to say a significant portion, but it was enough money that it was augmenting your salary. Now players get paid so much money, and the slam dunk contest doesn't pay that much more than it used to. It's 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 not a significant part of your salary, right? And and I know money's not the driver of all things, but th- there is a price out there that would work, and I think that I think someone should do that. Hold on, I want to I want to bring that quote back sometime another show. I know money is <laughs> not the driver of all things, but it's the driver of most things. Scott. That was a ridiculous <laughs> statement by Novi Williams. Okay, great. We'll we'll bring that back in another show, dude. I got two and a half minutes. 
um, before I have my conference call. And I said I would mention his name. So I have my call with you know our, C- our, our immensely talented CEO, Dick Glover. So I made Shout him wait till Dick. the end of the show. I, I hope he's sitting there going, he didn't mention me. He didn't mention me. <laughs> Glover D, there you go. We mentioned Dick Glover with two minutes to go in the show. And we will close with you and I talk about platform companies all the time. Uh, you wrote a piece about Matt Ishbia sort of bringing an umbrella organization now over his holdings. Seems to me we have the next, and I, you know, I don't, in no particular order, um, Monumental, Fenway, um, Haslam Sports Group, Pagula Sports and Entertainment, um, Kroenke Sports and Entertainment. Am I forgetting anybody quickly? Are those the major ones I needed to say? Yeah, I mean, you got I think we're pretty good, right? You got HBSE, yeah. Oh, I didn't um, say HBSE. I didn't. No, sorry, H- sorry. Harris Blitzer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't say Harris Blitzer, right? Okay, Big one there, one. obviously. Um, yeah, th- this is, um, it, 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 in some ways, this is not huge news. I don't think all that much operationally is going to change with suddenly all the teams that Matt Ishbia owns and the real estate holdings he has being under a single umbrella. Um, when I talked to Matt, I talked to him very briefly uh, ahead of, of, of writing that story. All he wanted to talk about was culture. Right. The, the idea that that the, he felt like the Suns and the Mercury weren't as invested employees of those teams, for example, weren't as invested as they could be in each other's success. Right. And this okay. creates one team and one goal. Um, but one the, the interesting conversation we did have is about expansion of this group. It's called Player 15 Group, by the way, the, the 15th player on a basketball roster being the, the last person on the roster, which is what he was when he was at, 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 at Michigan State uh, under Tom Izzo. Um, but he talked, he was very open about interest in other sports teams, leagues, investments. He, he was, as you know, kicked the tires on the Broncos, kicked the tires on the commanders, was looking at an investment in the, in the bucks. Uh, he hasn't been shy about other interests. And, um, he said, as he told to me, he's, he's dedicated to Phoenix right now. Most of his assets are there, but he's willing to look at opportunities in other leagues and other cities as well. Um, so unlike Ted Leonsis, who only wants DC, unlike Ted Leonsis, this is, this is my look when I say you're disregarding the fact that I said had two minutes to my, (laughs) to my conference call with, did I mention Dick Glover? Okay. Well, shout out to Dick. I don't know where you can find Dick on, on social media, but he might be there. Scott, you can find late to his meeting at Sashnik. I am on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. The show is produced by Aaron Greenewald. Thank you very much, Aaron Sportico's digital media (laughs) editor. Cora Veltman would like you to know that you can find the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>